Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have Miss Sarah Williams checking in. Life in Tope Instagram. Checking her out her Instagram page, her Facebook page, and also she's on she has her own website, lifeintoe.com. So, and Sarah's been a reoccurring guest every month, and we missed her last month of February. And she's back on for Women's History Month. And so thank you, Sarah, for coming on. How have you been? Hi, everyone. Hi, Erin. Um, things are good. I can't believe it's been so long since we last chatted. That feels like lifetimes ago when I was in Key West. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I hope you were able to hear I gave you a shout out on a recent podcast I was on. And I gave you a shout out on our Alumni Network uh, podcast. I did. I loved that, Aaron. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. I think that's awesome. That I listened to it the other night. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um, you know, while I'm on here, I want to thank Sarah for helping me out. Uh, you know, introducing her new her for her audience to my audience and my audience to your audience. You know, and yes. I just want to say thank you for all that. And a lot of people have been asking about you, and I said, you know what, we're gonna get to her on Women's History Month, and so I'm <laughs> doing all women this pod for the month of March. Oh, cool. I love that. Okay. All right. Awesome. So that's what we're doing. So last time we spoke, you were in, you were leaving Florida. You were on the road again, as Willie Nelson would say. <laughs> yes. Yes. I left Florida. I went, went up to, to be with the Bama. I went from Florida to Bama. Uh, and I, uh, I, you know, I always thought that Florida Bama was just an area, but it's actually a place. It's an really? establishment. It's a huge bar, like country honky tonk bar on crack. That I is, on that. The, I didn't either until I got there. <laughs> so anyway, I, I I went from Florida to Alabama, and the interesting part about Alabama was there was a storm coming when I was in Florida, and I I, I at that point I only had a, you know a campsite at one night or something. I don't know. I had to be on the move, and I was a little nervous because everyone was kind of hunkering down and getting ready for this storm. And I didn't really know. It was interesting because I, I'm not from the South, obviously. And I, I don't know what a storm means down there. I don't know if it's high winds. I don't know if it's rain. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know what to kind of brace for. So I was getting a little bit nervous just because everyone else was kind of scrambling around and making sure they had what they needed. Um, and I didn't even have a place to sleep. <laughs> oh man, that's scary. That's real scary. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little scary. So I ended up actually, you know, it ended up being fine. I found this little, uh, little county park in Alabama, outside Mobile, Mobile in Alabama. Mo- Mo- Mobile, Mobile, Mobile. I know. I keep saying Mobile. <laughs> yeah, Mobile, Mobile, Mobile. I know Mobile. Um, so I found this little park outside of Mobile, and I was able to kind of hunker down for the storm. But it was a little, it was a little scary, and that's where kind of being from a different area of the country, you just don't know what a storm means in another area. So yeah, I don't know. I ended up being fine. I went from Alabama to Mississippi. Well, hold up, be, had, hold up. Before yeah. you leave, before you fast forward, do you know what Mobile is famous for? They have, there's a, um, a ship there. There is a ship there, but it's not an aha moment. So oh, okay. not an aha what moment, is- but Mobile is where Mardi Gras originated. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Who knew? Who knew? Who How knew? did it migrate to New Orleans? I, I also, all I got for you. I, I, know that's, 
I know that's okay. the original spot for where it started. Don't okay, know, don't know the whole story, but they have their own Mardi Gras down there, and that's more of like I'm not going. From what I've known, it's like a, a more African American base. Uh, for got that, it for down that way. Okay, uh, but okay. yeah, Mobile is the original uh, originator of the Mardi Gras. Oh, that's really cool. I'll have to look that up. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's a little, uh, little, 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 little history fact. Yeah. So you guys go ahead. No, I was just saying there's a lot of history in, in Alabama. I just, I was just kind of ready to get west, and so I just kind of I, I breezed through a little bit. No, I, I'm actually going to, to Alabama um, this summer for a family reunion. So. Oh, cool. Uh, and my and my dad's family's from Alabama, so I've been there several times. Oh, cool! Yeah. Um, so it's like that's my that's, uh, I'm, it's it's home away from home, but I haven't been Good. in like ten years. So, but go ahead. So you went to Mississippi. Go ahead. You went to Mississippi so, after you left there. Go ahead. Right. So went from Alabama to Mississippi. Stayed in a lovely state park in Mississippi and hiked a little bit, which was fantastic. I had a really great. I don't know who's um, who read my blog or anything, but there's a. I had a really great conversation with one of the rangers there, just about history and values. It was just really, it was just really humbling. It's, it's a lot of this journey is the people that I meet along the way that I have these like really cool conversations with. And I think that's one of the big pieces of this journey that I'm really taking away. It's just the people that I'm meeting. So anyway, from, yeah, it, it's just really, it's really puts things in perspective. And then I went to, I, I had to hit up um, Arkansas because there is a national park called Hot Springs National Park in Arkansas. So it's a bit of an anomaly of a park. It's, I believe it used to be a monument and then they made it into a park, but I don't, don't quote me on that, but it's kind of just a town and basically they have hot springs there that have, but that is the national park, but the town has become the national park. So it was a, quite an interesting experience. I got a hot springs bath treatment and they have like these hot, these bath treatments places that you can get a, um, a bath like they used to back in the day when these were like used for medicinal purposes. So it was, it was more of a history thing than it was, you know, a, a, a national park to me. That's cool though. Like I would never have heard, I've heard of hot springs, Arkansas, but never there was a national park there. I never. How did you find this park? This is well, this one of your list yeah, of things to go to. Right. It's just a. It's just a national park, and so it was on my radar. Um, but the town became, and I don't know the the exact chronological order, but the town was built around the hot springs. So what back in the day when they discovered that these hot springs were there, and you know they could, you know, people could use them to to benefit their health, that the town developed around that. So first came the hot springs then came the town of hot springs so it was really it was really interesting and to get one of the treatments the bathhouse treatments that you would have gotten back in the day was kind of a unique eclectic experience that i knew that i had to take advantage of nice so i'm gonna pick i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna come back to something real quick so okay just just for that jeopardy answer question answer i gave you before new orleans there was mobile alabama the birthplace of Mardi Gras in America. Mobile, founded by Roman Catholics from France in 1702, was home of the first mystic society, which held America's first Mardi Gras celebration in 1704, 14 wow. years before New Orleans was even founded. Damn. Boom. 
Wow. So that's one of the guy. I, I knew that, but I didn't have, I wanted to look it up for you, but yeah, just a little, you were there. You had no clue. That is really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. So yeah, I, I knew that. And I was like, let me look it up. So I have, you know, Google it, Google it real quick. for Yeah. You. That is really interesting. I had, who knew different perspective. Now, now we all know. Now we all know. So, <laughs> so tell me about the, um, tell me about your hot. So after you left Arkansas, was it hot there? Was it hot? How was the hot springs? Like really got really like a warm sensation. How was it? The, the, yeah, the bath, the hot springs are really, really hot. So you can't go in them naturally. You have to go through a bathhouse and they cool it down a little bit. I think it's like 143 degrees Fahrenheit. So what was interesting was that like people in the town, they have these like spigots around the town where people just get their own water. Like they just fill it. They bring these big jugs of whatever empty jugs and they just fill the fill their jugs with this hot springs water. Cause it's supposed to be more rich in vitamins and minerals. And so these locals like pull up with their pickup truck and all these jugs of water and just fill it up with these spigots around town and the, the water's hot. And then you just, you know, cool it off, but it's supposed to be, you know, people are like, Oh, it's the best drinking water. I mean, I don't know if they feel differently or if it tastes different, but I mean, I, I did like we talked about last time I, I filled up on my water bottles. Was the water good? Yeah, it's good. I, I mean, I'm not really a picky water person, but it, apparently it's, you know, it has more vitamins and minerals from, you know, the way that it's coming up from the spring. So, so it's not, I, your, it's not your deer park water then, huh? <laughs> your deer park, but I mean, I don't know anything <laughs> about water, so I have no idea what it has that other waters don't have, but <laughs> it's not smart water, huh? <laughs> but it was, it was just interesting that people, it's normal for people to just go to these like faucets in the middle of the town just to fill up their jugs of water and just use that water to drink. And I was kind of asking them and they're like, yeah, we come about once a week and get our drinking water. You know, it's just our drinking water. That's all we use it for. I know they're, I know, I know they're not doing it now. <laughs> no offense to the coronavirus, but I'm just saying. Oh like, yeah. You ain't doing it. That's, that's, a, that's a rabbit hole, but I'm just saying uh, like, they're just for all that going on. Um, yep. While we're on that, how do you feel about your traveling out in the open like this and with the virus going on? Just curious. I don't, is that, I, is honestly, that okay? I'm not. I I may like I have hand sanitizer in the car, and I'm always making like I'm a little bit more cautious about just making sure my hands are clean. But honestly, I'm not. I'm not really concerned. I mean, the, I mean, I don't. I don't want to get down a rabbit hole on, on the coronavirus, but nah, well, just I, just, I mean, just something. To think about while people while you're out in the you know you're actually out in public you know they just canceled South by Southwest today and that's a real oh, big thing yeah they just canceled like about a couple hours ago so that's a big event down in you know Austin so awesome. so yeah. speaking of all so we're let's slide to Texas all right. so that was I a like good segue that. to Texas transition yes yes so what's so, going on so yes, so I was really I was really anxious to get to Texas. I was really anxious to cross the Mississippi. I was really anxious to get west. So crossing the Mississippi was just kind of like this like aha moment, which I just it was just really um, I don't know. It was just a really cool moment for me crossing that river. Um, and then I went down to Dallas, stopped in Oklahoma City, then went to Dallas, um, visited a friend of mine in Dallas um, from growing up, and then I spent about two, almost two weeks in Austin. And I knew I wanted to spend a lot of time in Austin. I have two friends that I wanted to see there. 
and I knew I loved Austin. So I wanted to try to spend as much time there, you know, as I could to kind of get a feel for the city. Cause you know, I don't know where I'm going to live after this. So, you know, every city I go is fair game. <laughs> so I really wanted to take advantage of Austin and, and really kind of almost pretend I was living there to an extent just to kind of see what it was like. So how was that um, with the Airstream? You're rolling around town and, you know, what's the stories that people probably wouldn't expect as, as happened in Texas? Meaning like, did your car break down at all on this part of the trip? Did you have any, um, any issues as far as like the car, uh, maintenance of anything? Just anything going? Did you, so, you know, tickets to the shop or anything like that? Oil yes, checks? Yes, I did. I, yes, I did actually. When I was in Dallas, I took advantage of being in one place for a little while, and I took my car in for a checkup, and also the check engine light had gone on, so I had the guys look into that. And one of the things I'm learning too, as I'm doing this, is to not wait to do like don't procrastinate doing something because I'm I purposely made the appointment on a Friday in case they had to order a part so that I would have, like I was staying until like Monday or Tuesday. So I purposely did that because if they had to, I knew if they had to order a part, it was go- not going to, you know, they needed a couple days. So, and if I had waited until Monday to take it in, then I wouldn't have been able to stay in t- Like I, you know, I would have been on the, on the way already. So I did take it in. I, I got a couple things looked at on my car and um, I tried to actually get into the Airstream dealership for a couple of things on my Airstream and, I mean, Airstream books like two months out and I don't have that luxury because I'm kind of on the go. <laughs> so I tried Austin and I tried Dallas, but nobody could get me in. So I have a couple of things that I need to get looked at probably, you know, in the next couple months at an Airstream dealer. But, um, I had another little issue with my overhead cargo thing, but it got resolved. So that was a little bit stressful because again, that was, it's something so stupid, but quite stressful. But nothing major, nothing really major, knock on wood, going on with my trailer or car until I got to West Texas. I had okay. an issue. Uh, okay. So, so my, uh, what about, okay, so what happened in West Texas? So I had a great couple of weeks in, in, in Austin, loved it there. And then I ventured out to West Texas and West Texas is an interesting place. Everyone back East in Dallas and, and, and not so much Austin, but people were like, Oh my gosh, be careful about going to West Texas. Be careful about going to big Bend national park because it's right on the Rio Grande. Like it's right on the river. And it was fine. No, there's not any risk of danger because you're on the Mexican border. It's not, it was completely fine. It was beautiful. Um, but what happened was I got there and my thermostat I went to put my heat on in my trailer and this is my actually my recent blog post so if anybody wants more information and my thermostat was on the fritz so basically my thermostat like my panel wasn't working so if the panel's not working like anything else how do you put the heat on so I had a mild panic attack because the next night it was going to be 15 degrees in snow West Texas, where I was in Marfa, I was in Marfa for most of the time. Marfa is, and this goes back to our sea level conversation, Aaron, is 4,800 feet above sea level. So you're in like the high plateau, like the 
the high, I don't know if Elevation. it's the high, high de- desert. Yes. Yes. So it, the weather is more unpredictable and colder and snowier when they get those snaps of cold or snow. So it, I figured it out, but like, you know, everything else, it was just a little bit of a kind of, I spent like at least a good day just trying to figure out what to do and how to, you know, it's day by day. It's like, I had to figure out how to stay warm that next night and then move on from there. And, you know, multiple calls into, into the Airstream, um, customer service and getting things shipped to me and having to install things myself. I, I mean, I figured So how does it. one get shipped something shipped to you? That's curious. That's, that's a good, that's a good, that's a yeah, good Yeah, it's a good question. Great. So Airstream, get, this is kind of funny too, because I was in Marfa, Texas, which is population 1800, really small town. They don't have mail delivery. Like you go to the post office to get your mail. So I, my, the, the RV park I was staying at, the manager there, was so nice. And he said, you can get things shipped to here via UPS. And so I said, okay. So Airstream overnighted this new part for me via UPS on a Thursday. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to get it on Friday. I'll be all set to go. Didn't arrive until Monday night. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was overnighted, but it took... And- Three days and ago. everyone in everyone in Marfa, I made all these new friends, and all my new friends were like, "Yeah, good luck with that." Like, there's nothing gets overnighted to Marfa. <laughs> I'm wow. like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow, wow. Is now so, you were did you you were okay? So so you fixed your own heating panel? Well, it 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 wasn't. I mean, yes, I replaced it myself. Wow, but it wasn't. Thank you. I was quite proud of myself, but it, it really was just kind of connecting two wires and then, and then, you know, adhering it back to the wall. But it was, I did have to kind of do a couple of YouTube videos and figure out how to do it. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was a little scary because what, I don't, what, I don't know how to work the heat. What would we do? What would we do without YouTube nowadays? YouTube I don't know. Is that, is like a heaven sent, right? Or if, what if I didn't have internet connection? I couldn't use YouTube. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a lot of things to go with that. Now, yeah. where did you go while you were out there? I know I saw you, you posted, you were at, what was it, a Louis Vuitton? Or <laughs> it was like, because I've seen this thing. Yeah. I've seen this picture or whatever. What's it, what is it called? What is it? Oh, it's called Prada Marfa. Yeah. I, I've seen this before in like several movies and whatnot. What is this yeah. place? What is this random it's, place? It's more- so Marfa is a really art centric town and the, I, I fell in love with Marfa. I, I really love it there. And they have a really big artists, artist population and museums. And there's a couple larger artists that, you know, have put a lot of money into the town and into their, you know, their installations and their, their pieces of work. Um, and Prada Marfa is another kind of piece of work. It's actually 30 miles outside of Marfa. So I'm not really sure why it's called Prada Marfa because it's not really in, I don't know, or I don't know why it's not closer to Marfa, but yeah, it's just an art installation. It's an art piece. I think the collection is from fall 2005, what you see in there. That's cool because I've seen it on movies. I've seen that in movies and I've seen it. Random little things. I'm like, when I saw your post that, I'm like, oh my God, I know that place. Like, so yeah. was that yeah. one of the things you wanted to see when you were on your way there? Honest, to be honest with you, that's like the only thing I knew about Marfa before <laughs> I went there. 
Wow. And it's funny because all the locals are just kind of like, yeah, it's stupid. You know, not stupid, but it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, everyone that's all everyone hears about is that, you know, and it, it that's literally all I knew. And everyone's like, are you gonna go to Prada Marfa? You gonna go to Prada Marfa? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go there. But there's so much more to that town than than that. But if that's a lure for people to get there, then that's great. <laughs> now, did you survive the snowstorm? I, I mean, we're talking, but how did you get through that that weekend? So what I did was I ended up, I, I had an electric hookup at where I was there. So I ended up buying a little space heater and just having that be my heat source for okay. the time being. And that was, it actually worked out great. And actually people suggest, people suggest to do that as opposed to using the trailer heat just because it's more efficient, but it's only efficient when you have a plug-in, like when you have an electric hookup, if and you're you dry had- camping. You have? Do you have electric hookup in your? I do, but only when you're at a campsite that has an outlet for you to plug okay. into. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So now, I mean, right now I'm not. I don't. I'm not plugged into anything. I'm just sitting in my trailer. <laughs> now, is there a cost at the park in these camp camping sites? Is there a yeah. price you gotta pay, or it depends. It depends. Like right now, where I am, I'm not. This is free um, land to just camp on, but if if there's an electric hookup and usually there's a water hookup too, for you to hook your water up, usually there's a, there's a cost involved in that. Okay. Now I saw some other things on your um, social media page. You met a, uh, a guy that you and you guys were hiking together. Was it you, like, your hike? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell me about where you guys were hiking and things of that nature. How did that, yeah, how did that so, happen? So um, we met each other at, Guadalupe Mountains National Park. Okay. And tell, we tell us about it. Yeah. We were coming back down the mountain and um, I don't know. I think I was behind him and we just kind of, I don't know, maybe it was just watch out for these rocks or whatever. You know, you just kind of got started talking and he was also, or is also traveling and um, was hitting up the national parks like I was. So it was great. We talked all the way down the mountain and then we, um, we like it was cold that night so he came over to my house and we had like a drink and and made some dinner and just kind of chit-chatted and then we made plans for the next day to go to another another park together um just because it was like nice to have a buddy to to hang out with so yeah it was really just fun and that's that's what I love about this is like the, the people that you meet along the way like I said I mean the people that you have conversations with and talk to and um yeah, it was just really, really nice. It's interesting because I want to go back to probably your the first episode that you had. No, maybe the second episode. You were talking about how there's a whole community out there. People mm-hmm. are traveling all across the U.S. and whatnot, and they're doing the same thing you're doing and yep. doing airstreams. And it seems like it's like a whole separate society, whole different world out there that people are doing this. How have you? How has your view changed from the beginning? of starting a trip to now, like how has your view changed of everything in traveling and what would you tell somebody, what would you do differently? Knowing so, what you know now. So as far as I think what I'm, what I'm gaining is just a really, really, really broad perspective. There are so many, I mean, from, from all the places I'm going and meeting people there in the places, but then also the people that I'm meeting through social media, I'm actually meeting up tomorrow with, um, one of the, one of the, a guy that I've been kind of making friends with on Instagram, he and his wife, and we're meeting up tomorrow because I'm in his hometown right now and we're meeting up for drinks. And it's like, 
that's the kind of stuff that makes this all worth it and, and incredible. Um, it's that perspective. It's, there's so many different ways to live and we all choose to live differently. And, but a lot of us, you, you only know one way. And so you, you just have your bubble and that's, that's all of us. That's, that's what community is, right? Like mm-hmm. you have your bubble and you don't really go outside of it, whether it's, that's good or bad. But I feel like what I'm doing is just kind of like going outside all these different bubbles and just seeing how other people live. I, you know, I'm doing this for one year, so I will choose, you know, what kind of life I want to have afterwards. But I think it's just gaining that perspective that there are so many different ways to live life and we have to just kind of open our eyes to more ways of doing things and more ways of, of going about our everyday. Um, so you also yeah. talked to me about, uh, oops, you also talked to me about, um, I mean, no social media. You stopped doing social media for a while. What was the thought behind that? Were you worried that if people didn't see you on social media, something might've happened to you? Uh, did you, how do you keep people abreast of where you were or just to make sure like a smoke, sending a smoke signal out or a back signal <laughs> saying, Hey, I am. Yeah. All right. So, you know, you just, so that's a whole bunch of questions rolled into one. So let's yeah. start with the social media question. And then how did you keep in contact with people yeah. knowing that you were fine? Yeah. So I just, I, I kind of just needed a break. I just, I don't know. And, and it wasn't like it's bad or anything like that. I just needed to kind of pause for a moment and take some time for, myself. And I find that the social media thing, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but the social media thing is great and it's fun and it's community. And there's so many things about it that I love and and rely on. But sometimes I just, I mean, at least this time, I just wanted to kind of take a step back and really focus on me and and why I'm doing this and not have to worry about, oh my God, I got to get a story up or I got to do this or I got to, you know, get my post up and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I just took a step back and then all of a sudden it was like two weeks later, I was like, oh, I better (laughs) better get back on. Some people texted me and kind of said, you know, what's going on, you know, but it it wasn't like that big of a deal. I was kind of on answering to people. If, If people like emailed me or DM'd me on Instagram or whatever, I was on there. But, um, but yeah, it kind of was like a little bit of a cleanse. It was actually quite nice. You know, it's funny. I, I, um, I, it's funny. One of my coworkers was like, Hey, give out social media for Lent. And I was like, I wish I could. Well, no, no. I I mean, here's the thing. I don't know. A lot of my listeners probably don't know. I quit social media for two and a half, three years before Mm -hmm. I started this, before I started this, I wasn't on it and I was perfectly happy and fine. I had no stresses, no worries. I, I lived life like it was not, like like it was golden. Um, well, it's I like you constantly you constantly compare and you constantly you stress about having to put things up and when you're not thinking about everybody else and when you're not thinking about you know how you compare to somebody else, it's it's a lot. It's very freeing. Well, yeah, and that was the that was the problem. I I, I told them I, like, I can't get off social media because I now have something that people look forward to right. and they want to, and they expect, okay, they expect there should be a podcast every Monday. They expect yes. that Aaron's going to put out something cool graphic on social media to show the people, show behind the scenes of what's really going on. They want to kind of get that visual. They want to feel like they're there with you on the, on that journey. And unfortunately I can't give that up because guess what? If I did that, then people would just 
are interested. Social media is like one of those things in the moment, you know, yep. and it's hot for the moment. And once you leave for a couple of days, you're not so hot again. It takes sure. people to gain. So I'm learning that step by step and I'm taking some things where I'm actually stepping away for like a whole day or so. I might get on it in the morning time, post one thing and I'm done, you know, um, right. I'm, it's funny. I'm on, I was social media again. I was on overdrive for three weeks having people vote for, you know, yeah. best of Baltimore. That was stressful. Right. Every morning to get up and to post something for a vote for me, you know, and I love everybody who, and for everybody out there who voted for me, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you guys, the love, the support you've listened. You know, sorry, I know I'm going off a little bit. This is your, no, I, I just wanted, I just wanted to let them know, like, thank you so much for everything you guys have done. It was stressful. But I'm happy it's over with now because I don't have to feel like I have to do exactly. it. Like, kind of like, and it's tied into what it. you're saying. Right. And I'm, just, and I, it's, it's stressful. And I get it. If I could do it, I would do it right now. I would just turn it off and go to sleep for like well, Rumble Still Skin. <laughs> well, and, the, <laughs> well, the other, the other thing, I mean, the thing is, is that I had to, it was hard. It was hard at first. Oh, let's say that. But, this, this whole thing that I'm doing is for me and it can quickly become knowing me and my personality. It can quickly, quickly become for somebody else. So I kind of had to dig deep and, you know, little things. I mean, it's, I loved Marfa, so I wanted to stay longer there. And I was kind of, I would kind of panic like, oh my gosh, should I stay longer there? And it's like, Sarah, you can do whatever you want. That's the purpose of what you're doing is to just like make decisions as you go and not have everything planned out. And if you want to stay in Marfa a week or two longer, then you just shorten something else up or you cut something else out. I mean, I was stressing out so bad that I didn't go to Louisiana. And I was like, what? I was like putting all this pressure on me that I didn't go to Louisiana. And I'm like, I've been to Louisiana. It's really out of the way. I couldn't find a campsite easily. And I didn't go to Louisiana and that's okay. <laughs> That's you're okay. your own, you're on your own plan. You're on your own journey. Exactly. Exactly. Um, who would you say to women out there who um, see you doing this and they're like, wow, I can never do a thing like this. Um, what do, what would you say? I, I, I'm a big advocate of being, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that that's something that we as humans need to keep reminding ourselves that it's a great a great way to go about life and just try things. And I, I didn't know anything about this when I started and now I'm, I'm doing it and I'm doing it just fine. And it doesn't have to be RVing. It doesn't have to be quitting your job, but I would say to people out there, what is, what is it that you've been thinking about doing? What is it that you, you might, you know, you, you think maybe I can't do it, but I promise you, you can. I mean, it's, it's mental. It's a mental game. You, I will be fine. I will, at the end of this, I will have a job. It might not be perfect, but I will land on my feet. And I think that that's kind of the mentality that, that we have to have. It, it, it's going to be okay. And what have you learned the most about yourself? I have learned a hell of a lot about myself. Um, I have learned my strength. I have learned that I overthink things very easily. So I'm really working on trying to let things go and not 
think about things to death and think about things so far down a rabbit hole that I can't get back out. So, you know, it's, it's interesting how something like this, just taking your life on the road can open up so many different types of like unearth so many things about yourself. Um, I, I'm, I'm forever grateful. And I feel like at this point it's about four months in ish. I feel like now, like the gritty stuff is kind of coming out. Like now it's, it's starting to surface like that, the deep stuff. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's hard, but it's, I'm becoming a better person. And I think experiences like this, ones that you take a leap and challenge yourself, they just, they force you to be a better person. So you're growing as a person. That's no, that's great. Actually, that's really good. I think there's a lot, of, there's a lot of people have, who have been asking me about how you're doing, uh, how is she doing this? Does she, you know, is she ready to quit yet? You know, <laughs> is she, she ready to go back home? Um, a lot of people just want that they're just, they're just they they want to root you on, but you know, yes. like I said in the podcast, I was talking about you. I said, you know, you left corporate America, you know, and you just went and did your thing, and you you're surviving. You're doing what you need to do. To, you like you said, you fixed your heat. That's something yeah. I I don't know how to do. I mean, I just started picking up a hammer like five years ago. Let's be honest here. <laughs> but I mean, you're doing things where you're doing a survival kit. You know, you're you're doing a real world real world reality TV show right now. Like, there's no TV cameras with you, but you're out there by yourself. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's, is, is the world very? Now, here's another question: Is the world really, really? Is world? We know the world's big. Mm-hmm. We know the Earth's big. We know the United States is pretty big. Is it pretty lonely out there? Like when you're up there by yourself? Um, yeah. I mean, of course, yes. But, but the thing is, is that I would get lonely in my quote unquote old life all the time. <laughs> so being lonely here, it's almost more justified because I am sitting alone in my trailer, you know, but I wake up in the morning and the sun is shining and it's a new day. I can do whatever I want. And I, again, I mean, it, it's people like, my friends that constantly check in on me and the the community on social media. And, and those are kind of my constants. I was thinking about it the other day. I don't really have that many constants in my life right now. So you, for example, Aaron, checking in on me and texting me or other friends or, you know, Addie, for example, my dog, she's a constant. She's always there, you know? So the more constants I can have from like, kind of the outside world, I guess, if you will, or like not my immediate world are really helpful because it makes me feel like I'm just, I'm not just a complete nomad, you know, living off the grid. Um, Having discussions with my friends about their careers and things like that kind of keep my brain going and, and, you know, keep me feeling like I'm at least (laughs) still kind of with it as far as, you know, business and that kind of thing. But now here's a random question for you. So I know you have been working like quite a while, and I had a friend. I think you might know Jaden Hall. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know he when he got laid off from his job or whatever it was, he kept doing the same routine he always did. And what I mean by that is he woke up in the morning. He did. He got up, brushed his washed face. He got in front of his computer. He acted like he was going to work every day just so he had kept that yep. mentality in his mind. What is your typical day in the life of you? Mm-hmm. 
So it's a, it's a tough question because my days are all so different, but same thing. I'm actually trying to, um, I just started a a meditation program. So I'm trying to meditate and I actually, I'm looking at it right now. I have a list on my, on my like wipe away board and I can read it. It says meditate, stretch, write, read, be inspired and, and inspire and exercise. And so those are the things besides, you know, social media and writing and that kind of stuff. Those are the things I'm trying to, I mean, it, it sounds minimal, but I have them written down because I forget to stretch. My body is cramped in a car a lot of the time. I need to kind of take care of it. Um, meditation is taking care of my mind. And But a day in the life, I mean, I get up, I brush my teeth, I wash my face. Um, I'm, if I'm going hiking, I usually throw on some hiking gear and pack my backpack. And I always make coffee in the morning. So that's a constant. And uh, usually hit the road for wherever we're going for a hike. It just depends if Addie can come with me or not. It depends if we're driving. If I'm driving, I try to leave. I like to leave early in the morning so that I get to the next place midday or depending on how long the drive is. But it really, it just, it really kind of depends. I mean, when I get to a campsite, yesterday was kind of interesting because I got to a site and I couldn't get the trailer level. I just couldn't level it. I couldn't, the, the ground was so uneven. And because when you get there, you don't just park. You have to kind of set up your trailer. So that's a whole process when you get to a new campsite. So I actually just chose a completely different spot because I just couldn't get it level. And I'm by myself. So I have to get out, look at my level in the trailer, get back in the car, move forward, put a thing underneath it, move backward again. You know, it's, it's, it's somewhat tedious, but I'm getting into like little routines and things that used to be annoying are now just kind of run of the mill things to do. Hey, but you know what? You're telling us the nitty gritty of what really happens on the road. You know, yeah. you know, not we're not we're not glamping out here. You know, this is the real, real deal camping. And I really well, appreciate you uh, you letting the audience, the listeners, know what's really what's what's going on in the real world in your world right now. Yes, yes, and I I like to, I, I would like to kind of include more of that on my social media and stuff. But the problem is when it's happening, I'm not thinking about putting on social media, I'm thinking about how to resolve it. <laughs> like even today, I, my, my trailer got all muddy a couple days ago. And I went today to one of those like self wash places where you can power wash your vehicle. And I wanted to record it to show it. And I was like, I can't, I don't have time for this. I can't be setting up a tripod to like record myself washing my, my hair. Straight. You sound like an, you sound like an influencer. I mean, come on. <laughs> I draw the line somewhere. You sound like an influencer. They buy, they go, they go somewhere and have like two hundred dollars worth of food, and they just want to take pictures all the time. Yeah, I'm like I can't, I just can't, I can't get to that place. Like I just, I don't think I'm like, it's possible for me to get to that place. So, you know, I'm realizing that that people like pictures of Addie, people like pictures of myself. So, you know, just trying to to mix it up. I, I'm excited to post some pictures from my where I went today because. It's incredible. Where's today? Where's today? Because I went to um, I went to. That's okay. I went to uh, White Sands National Park. Where's that? New Mexico. It's um outside Las Cruces, New Mexico. It is incredible. It looks like a beach. It's just white sand, but it's gypsum. It's not sand. It's like a mineral sand. It's cool. It was gorgeous. 
Is there anything else you want to say? Because, I mean, I'm glad you checked in, and I'm glad we it was a month off, but now we're back on um, regular standard time and programming. And is there anything that you want to tell the listeners if they haven't heard it in a while? I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess in honor of um, uh, Women's History Month, I, I just, I, I do... I do want to inspire people to do what it is that they want to do. And Aaron, I think too, like you doing this podcast, I think that's a great example. I mean, you're not a woman, but you can still have a good story. <laughs> we all have so, stories. <laughs> we all have stories. So I don't know. I, I Sometimes it just takes for taking a leap of faith and whatever that means for you, whether it's, you know, something, you know, internal or external I, I highly doubt you will regret taking the leap, but you may regret not taking the leap. So that was, that's what I'll, what I'll leave with. I mean, this, this has been hard and amazing and incredible, but I, I told my dad a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm doing this. It's awesome. So I don't know. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, on that note, thank you, Miss Sarah, for taking time out of your day traveling the world, trading in corporate America to experience America. What a That's beautiful right. thing. And That's uh, right. we are just wrapping up part three and part four will be coming soon. So again, thank you for celebrating Women's History Month with you with you, and um, giving us a little insight and quotes for to live by. And we really appreciate you on the no pits for dark podcasts thank All you right? and, yes. we are out, and we are out folks be safe out there